Hey folks, this is Bailey from Dankless Wargaming. Hey, this is Heath the Team Tim War Hawaii. Welcome to the Path to Redemption, the Warhammer 40,000 Dark Angels podcast, where our aim is to provide Dark Angels players with the tactical and hobby skills that they need in order to enjoy this wonderful hobby of ours. Welcome to our October episode. In this episode, we are going to bypass new releases because we already covered all of that. We're going to hop straight into the Meta Watch <laughs> with a bunch of events all over the world. It'll be very exciting. I'm going to talk about my experience down in Tampa, go over my list and the featured segment. We're going to check in on the hobby challenge, and then we have some community comments, which are last but not least, as we have it every month. So, new releases, we already covered it. Go listen to the September or watch the September episode. Done. Meta Watch. <laughs> yeah. Meta Watch. Meta We're going to talk about the London Grand Tournament first and Aiden Brocklehorst. What do we got, Heath? So... Uh, Mr. Brocklehurst, uh, it came in eighth in a 750-player super major, uh, and the list is described. Uh, the archetype would be uh, full, like just good space marine, good stuff around a full Deathwing Knight unit, and I think that's something that we are going to see a lot today. Uh, so here's the full list. Uh, it is a Gladius task force. Right. Okay. Uh, so apothecary biologus, okay. Uh, Captain in gravis armor. The biologus has bolter discipline. We all knew that was coming. So this is clearly yep. old, pre uh, pre codex release. This is the weekend of the codex release, I think, or no, the week before that. It's fair. Yeah. So, uh, librarian in phobos armor. Uh, and the captain and gravis armor, right? The gravis captain has the artificer armor. Gravis captains are actually pretty cool because they half damage, like natively. Um, so this is interesting. All right. Uh, so then he's got a heavy intercessor squad, uh, and that's something that I don't think we've seen a lot. So he's got five heavy intercessors, and then the two hundred points of aggressors, uh, which is obviously going to go with the biologus. Then he's got yep. a full size brick of deathwing knights. Right. Uh, then one, two squads of in drop inceptors with plasma. Then an infiltrator squad that's going to go with your uh, Phobos librarian, right, to give you some love it. effectively lone operator uh, for deploy. And then you've got two redemptor dreadnoughts. Uh, one with a, yep, looks like both with macroplasma and onslaught gatling. One with a storm bolter and one with a frag storm. And then a scout sniper squad, a scout squad, and then a Calidus assassin. So, uh, yeah, you got the usual, like, I'm going to shoot big blobs to death. Uh, the Gravis captain, I'm going to assume, goes with the heavy intercessors. Uh, just gives them a little extra just stiffening. Uh, the Gravis captain, all of his data sheet abilities are based around durability. Uh, he halves incoming damage, uh, which is really good. That, that dude is stubborn. Um, yep. And then, uh, yeah, you've got, you know, three units that can sit on objectives, can't get targeted. You've got a Caldus assassin who can, who is a lone operative. She'll sit on an uh, objective, can't be targeted. Um, yeah, there you go. The scout. Oh, there's one scout. There, squad, there one no, is a scout squad. no chaplain. Uh, so no leader for the Deathwing Knights. Uh, and no transports for them either, right? There's no transports in this list, right? Which is uh, a delta from how I've seen this played a lot of ways, right? Um, and honestly, you, you don't. Well, one, you're not going to get ten Deathwing Knights into a transport. Um, 
I don't know if there's anything that can carry 20 models uh, in the current uh, game. Spartan Assault. Uh, is that a is that a could. thing? Like, can you play and that? No, 40K? because it's because it's forged because it's yeah. heresy. But it was going to be. I was going to make it a thing real hard. That's <laughs> one of the reasons I bought that box. Yeah. And then there, and I've got it built. Here's... I had to re. I had to reprime it. I had to like soak it and scratch it and reprime mm. it. And then right when I got through all that effort, they're like, "Yeah, you can't play with these in 40k comp anymore." And I went, "No, <laughs> that's ah man. I understand that the game needs to be pruned, if you will, like." You need, but uh, invalidating people's hobby progress is is never want to see that. So um, respect for making a tough decision, but damn. Anyway, all right. So yeah. uh, things we see here, you've got you've got two of pieces that we've seen before, right? You got the aggressor squad, which can shoot almost anything to death, right? And that's a great horde control unit, right? Uh, and then you've got the deathwing knights, which will just tank almost anything. I've been playing with this unit for a few weeks now. And they are just murder, right? So uh, then everything else in here is all about board control and scoring. Uh, two Redemptors. You can't ignore Redemptors. Uh, those plasma incinerators aren't as reliable as they used to be. Not that yep. they were reliable before because D6 shots is D6 shots. But they don't have the strength to be a reliable anti-armor. So my opinion on this this uh, is lacking a little anti-ranged anti-armor armor so if you ran into a guard parking lot i don't know what the solution for that is but hey i didn't play safe to the london gt so um there's mr. <laughs> mr brocklehurst uh props to you sir um once again hey we, we saw last last episode uh lots of these these drop inceptors and the scouts um i tried to play with their drop inceptors i didn't get a chance uh, like oh I, I i played a game i forgot they were in my list <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and i didn't no. and I, I didn't bring them in whatever um, and it was a guard parking lot. That's why I brought that up. So, uh, okay. So the heavy intercessors are kind of interesting here. I, I really would like to know more about that because that's the thing, you know, that I don't know what the plan is really. I mean, they bodyguard uh, the Gravis captain. Yeah. But like, are they objective sitters? Like, cause you don't want the, the Gravis captain is not an objective sitter character, right? He's a beat stick. Um, so I'm not sure. What do you think? Gotcha. Well, like I, they're a bodyguard unit. Does his half damage apply to him or his whole unit? I'm pretty sure it only applies to him. Okay. Um, the the Gravis, so the the heavy intercessor data sheet ability is like, they're they get plus one AP against damage one weapons. Uh, and that's, that's true. Or sorry, plus one save against damage one weapons. So that's cool, right? Uh. And they have so, extra strength in all their guns, and they have yeah, and their tough and their toughness and six, and their toughness six. So yeah, um, that's helpful. Yeah, and they're only 105 points, which I guess I don't think I realized because I'm used to them being like 120 from the old edition. So, huh. well, when we get yeah. to it, I'll tell you that a bunch of T4 intercessor bodies are not super tough. So yeah. maybe that T6 breakpoint will be a big deal. I know it's a big point wounds. going in. Going into uh, Laz guns, T6 is a big break point. So That's if you've true. got a lot of guard in your meta, that guy, these guys ruin Laz gun days. Yeah. Um, I don't, like the things I worry about with guard aren't Laz guns, they're battle cannons <laughs> and rogue yeah. lords. So there's a guy in my meta who plays two Bane Blades in his. Uh, in his <laughs> it's just like, all right, man. Okay. Um, okay. 
Well, so so there we go. Uh, Congratulations! This is interesting. That's a good showing. Yeah, it's, it's a it's an outstanding showing, right? That is beyond good. <laughs> so that's all missed the top one percent by by one spot, right? Yep. And eighth place indicates he made it to the final day. So baller, awesome. Okay. All right. We've got oh, the Dark uh, Sphere me, October sorry, GT. Uh, and one, yeah, win, win. Oh, let's see. Yeah, it's... I'm trying to look at, the, at his win path here. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks like, yeah, he, he, he won out the first six games and he lost the first game on, on, uh, on the final day. So. Oh, man. Yeah. But he cool. made it. That's what matters. He made it to the final day. That's that's impressive. All right. All right. So the Dark Sphere October GTs, 33 players, five rounds. It's in the United Kingdom. We have Jack Payne in third place with the Gladius Task Force, who also had a big Deathwing Nightbrick with Aggressor and Redemptor backup. So I mean, don't know if it's a straight copy and paste. I'm, do, you, do you have the list? I have the list. It is not. Um, so oh, here we go. We love it. Okay. We'd love to see it. So again, the Biologus with Bolter Discipline. So this is a, you know, from earlier in the month of October. So it is a pre-Codex release detachment. Um, you're going to have a Captain of Terminator armor with a, a fist, a shield, and the honor of a hemet. A combi weapon lieutenant. And then the aggressors to go with the Biologus with Bolter Discipline, uh, a Ballista Dreadnought, uh, 10 Deathwing Knights, then an Eliminator Squad, and they have Snipers and a Bolt Carbine, uh, the two Inceptors that seem to be required, and then an Infiltrator Squad and two Redemptor Dreadnoughts and the Calibus Assassin. So actually pretty close. Um, adds the Eliminators and the Ballistas, takes away the, uh, the Librarian, uh, so he's buffing the, you're putting, putting more in on the Deathwing Knights instead of the, the heavy intercessors. Right. And which is interesting. So uh, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking at eliminators myself. Uh, I think that just having a little extra, you know, sneaky boy move, shoot, yep. you know, move kind of thing is going to be, is something I need in my list. And this Caldus assassin once again is, uh, I think it's a very important part of Imperial Imperium play right now. So honestly, pretty close. Um, I would like to know what they do with the two dreadnoughts. I imagine they probably push forward with the Deathwing Knights because uh, those guns aren't as anti-tank as you would like to, but their fists absolutely certainly are. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and then in this one from the other one, having the Basilisk adds some of that long-range shooting. You oh, were you mean the, for. the ballistas? Yeah, the ballistas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ballistas are actually really survivable, um, especially if you can keep them in cover, right? And then uh, use armor contempt on them. Um, ballistas are pretty are pretty good. Um, obviously, this is pre Codex release. This is old at the moment, so some of that value proposition may have changed. But yeah, so gotcha. Okay, congratulations, Jack. Do we have anything from post Codex release? Uh, yes, the SoCal Open event here. SoCal one. I don't know if I have that one pulled up. Do we have his... Uh... I got the list here. It oh, was yep, posted. Uh, so I got it already. So we have the SoCal Open. This was October 21st in Del Mar, California. Do you want to tackle this name or do you want me to? Because I practice. It's, it's like Alex Greek, so uh, I have, Spathopoulos. I... Yeah, there we go. 
Yeah, but I look what he brought. Very... Look at look at his detachment though. This is you, this is what I like to see. It's a true like solid lion. Me. It's an unforgiven detachment. Fourth yep. place at a hundred ninety player, almost super major. Yeah. So damn, there his, you go. His list is called Hell Blasters. No transport. I love it. <laughs> That's utilitarian in the extreme, right? <laughs> so, what are we yep. gonna see? <laughs> uh, well, we have an ancient with a pendant of remembrance. Uh, ancient and Terminator armor, because you have to have the Terminator armor to get the permanent remembrance. Yep. Uh, Azrael and a combo weapon lieutenant. Right? Then shroud. a full-size... Oh, yeah, and the lieutenant has a Shroud of Heroes, so he can step back up, which is which is good. That's a good, cool tech piece. Then a full-size Deathwing Command Squad. Yeah, uh, Ancient cool. Apothecary Champion. And then two Cyclones, two Power Fists, and five Thunderhammer Storm Shield. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Uh, and then there's the Hellblaster squad from the name. Uh, an Inceptor squad with plasma exterminators. A Dark Shroud. And then yep. one, two, three Repulsor Executioners. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so I know what the Dark Shroud is for. <laughs> it's to keep those Repulsor Executioners safe. Right. And then a Scout squad. Uh, so this is. The one missile launcher. launcher. Yeah, one missile launcher. Right? And then I the like Calidus Assassin, which appears to be required. All right. Um, okay. So what does the Unforgiven Attachment do for this list, Bailey? Well, it gives you like it gives you access to the more survivability on your Deathwing Command Squad. It gives you access uh, because you not only you are getting dependent yeah. remembrance, you're also getting the stratagem that gives you minus one damage. If, uh, when if you, you get, get charged, charged yeah. True. Uh, you have access to Grim Retribution with the Hellblasters, so if they get shot at, the full squad True. can return fire. Um, and then, of course, you, like we talked about in the past, you have access to that one stratagem that gives anything advance. It gives it heavy assault and ignore cover, cover, which applies yeah. to anything. So you could put that on... Uh, one of those putting Ignore cover on Hellblasters, you can, but I'm assuming on a Repulsor Executioner, having the ability to advance it and shoot and ignore cover is probably pretty powerful. Or if it sat mm -hmm. still and something walked in front of it to give it extra plus one to hit, especially if you're having to shoot, you know, they have similar minus one to hit gimmicks. It gives you a chance to try and fight, you know, counteract an Eldar yeah. list or something that has minus one to hit on it. I do like this sort of classic throwback to scouts with shotguns and a missile launcher. I'm not going to lie. That is, that is throwback. I, like I think that. I think that's there because it's fifty five points, right? It's cheap, right? So that's like a hey, I can drop this into the list for not much, and then they can sit somewhere or hold an objective. Or um, I don't remember what Scout's data sheet rule is. Do you? I don't have any of my books out. I am ill prepared. Uh, not the off app. the top of my head. I I know that. I can't remember if they actually have the Scout move in this format or the Infiltrate rule off the top of my head, because I know, like, incursors now have have scout, but whereas infiltrators have infiltrate. Um, but the fact that they have the shotguns and they have the missile launcher gives them access to a quite actual, a decent amount of burst damage into a small, lightly armored infantry And it's Like, if they ran into a guard squad or something, there's enough with a frag missile in those shotguns. They actually have a pretty good chance of lighting it up, and then because they're space marines, they can charge into it and probably pick up the rest of the squad in close combat. 
So even though it's kind of small and yeah. looks harmless, it actually has some burst potential into certain matchups. Or if it was like a like a, if someone had a small ten man unit of Gaunts that they just kind of used for holding objectives or doing something, they'll pick that up pretty fast too. So their close combat weapons are you know I mean, two attacks, hit on threes, strength four. Uh, they have infiltrators, uh, scout okay. six inches, and their data sheet ability is guerrilla tactics. At the end of your opponent's turn, uh, if they're ah, more than right. six inches from all enemy units, you can pl- pick them up and put them into strategic reserves. Um, Very so useful. really good ca- kind of counterplay unit, and the shotgun is 18 inch, two shot, strength four. Remember when they, didn't they used to be strength five? In uh, I don't or am remember. I thinking Tau breachers? I don't know, whatever. Um, that might be Tau breachers. I remember the the big thing with them is that they used to be assault weapons, so you could advance and shoot oh, them. And that's what uh, they are assault back weapons. in the day. They are assault okay. weapons. So yeah, um, no, I, I yeah, two shots, you'll. Probably a little better than uh than the bolt guns. So, uh, oh, then think okay. about the OC. Oh, also think about the OC on this command squad because you have double ancient and you're an unforgiven detachment. Oh, so right. their OC goes to one, and then they get to add two. <laughs> so they're yeah. OC three all the time. So and that's they're plus one to advance and charge, right? And they're bringing a guy back yeah. and and all that stuff, right? So it's a real chonky unit. Right. Yeah. Um, the lieutenant with combi weapon with shroud. Uh, is that a just an objective sitter? Like, hey, you can't shoot me, and if you do, man, do manage to, I'll stand back up. Yeah, I think so because you don't have like the lion or something else that needs yeah something to give it. You know, they have to be near something in order to give it lone operative in the list. And yeah, especially when you consider the fact that like he also has like a if you move within nine inches of me, I can move away for you. He has a react, so move, that, which is cool. Yeah. Yep, so that gives you a chance to just kind of be really annoying. And again, little goofy movement shenanigans that's just fun to play with. And giving him Shroud means he gets to keep doing it. Plus, if you're just sitting there at the end of the list going, what do I do with these points? Which, seeing that the list maxed out at mm-hmm. uh, 1995, he's probably going, what can I put, what enhancement is worth putting on a lone operative lieutenant? And that's Shroud. the best one I can Absolutely. think of. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay, um... Yeah, three repulsor executioner has got a lot of punch to it, right? Uh, <laughs> I do. And the hell blasters are they all are... laser destroyers? Yes. Uh, laser, yes. laser, laser. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So nice. Yep. That's that's the DACA factory right there. Ouch. Yeah. All right. Uh, next list. And then we've got the rapid fire GT. Uh, 2023 this is 19 player or 29 player five round grand tournament scotland this happened october 21st and from what i remember looking at this i think this guy played ines wilson on the top table who we've talked about before because he's also played dark angels competitively mm-hmm. for quite some time so ines what are you doing you need to be playing dark angels quit playing whatever it is that you were playing i don't remember what it was off the top of my head but clearly it's not dark angels because we're not talking about it yeah. we're talking about alan davidson instead so he has the iron storm spearhead so this has got some new codex tech okay so this is and the f- uh, iron yeah this is the one that busts all your you get the hit and the hit wound reroll hit or wound reroll yep. for vehicles right okay so uh, 1,995 points. So you have a Tech Marine. Uh, so you have a 95-point Tech Marine with an Augury Web, an 80-point Tech Marine with the Depth of the Omnissiah, and a 75-point Tech Marine with Master of Machine War. Um, okay. 
So we'll see where we go from here. Then I've got one, two, three Inceptor squads, a Dark Shroud, one, two, three Redemptor Dreadnoughts, uh, Plasma, 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 right? And then one, two, three Scout squads, the 55-point Scout squads with a missile launcher and a sniper rifle, and then three Whirlwinds and the Caldas Assassin. Yep. <laughs> so one Tech Marine per Dreadnought. Um, the Dark Shroud to kind of keep them all safe, right? That's an additional point of, you know, it's cover and minus one to hit for all of that stuff, right? And the Dreadnought and the Tech Marines are going to be healing every single one of them every turn, right? Um, Master Machine War, that's the six-inch aura that I don't remember what exactly it does. Let's see if we can figure it out. What does that do? Uh, what I'm like, while you're looking that up, I want to say that I like the fact having the three Inceptor squads because this sets you up for four corners investigate if you have to. That'll be really, yeah. really hard to stop. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so the Master Machine War, uh, a friendly Astartes vehicle unit is within six inches of the bear. That vehicle unit is eligible to shoot even if it fell back or advanced this turn. That's pretty good. Yeah, so... Keep that guy in the middle and all your dreadnoughts can advance and shoot or fall back and shoot. Right? And then Adept of the Omnissiah. Um, once per battle round, when a saving throw is failed for a friendly vehicle within six inches of the bear, you can change that damage to zero. Yeah. Okay. And then the target augury web on the other one is uh, vehicle models within six inches have lethal hits. Yikes. All right. That makes and some of these plasma guns only. a lot better yeah. against bigger stuff. So interesting. We were thinking that uh, you were going to see Master Machine War on a Talon Master, right? Um, but I can see why he did the Tech Marine because one, it's a lot cheaper, and two, that gives you the ability to to repair that one of those all three dreadnoughts. Yep. So interesting. Okay. And I like the the commitment to Whirlwind in my notes from as we're getting ready to get into it. That was something I thought that there's a place for them. But you got to do something like this to make it worth your time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yep. Um, it's a shame that uh, you don't have the old school, you know, standard pattern land speeders, which could basically negate the penalty for uh, mm -hmm. indirect fire, because this list is crying out for that. <laughs> so yep. All right. Oh well, but yeah. So the anyway, only way. Let's congratulate. Mm -hmm. Who is this? Alan getting to the finals and playing another a fallen member of the community let's not be let's battle. not be hasty those are strong words those are strong words. <laughs> yeah but we don't uh, need to we don't need to be and if i remember yeah from the score it was a close game too so like it was it was very close if i remember from what i saw in the article and that final top game let me pull it up here real quick Uh, let's okay. see. It was. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong one. That's the Alex one. Da, da, da. This article is so big. Final score was 85 to 74 Chaos Marines. That's that's within that's within punching range. Yep. That's within punching range. So okay. And the Chaos list had Chaos Lords, three Chaos Lords, Cultist Bob, 
lots of chosen, like three squads, two talon mass or warp talon squads, four obliterators, forge fiend, forge fiend, two rhinos, some blue scribes, and some nurglings, and some rubric marines. Yeah, I played something like this in Tampa. This is a good. This is good stuff. Like I've heard a lot about not... that list. Yeah, yeah those four fiends are apparently real good. So yeah. Okay. Um, interesting that we did, these last two lists did not have the giant blob of uh, Deathwing Knights. So yeah. GW, you know, not OP. Please don't nerf. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, okay. So, all right. Um, so the, my only complaint about this is the only thing that makes this list Dark Angels is the Dark Shroud. Yeah. So let's say if you're playing at the at the high levels of the game, like that's might not be your primary concern, but that's um, it doesn't. Yeah. If I've only got one thing that is Dark Angel specific, then I'm like, am I really playing? I, I don't know. So, but okay. I guess one thing to go. give uh, Ines of shout out because I was following following his Twitter feed. I guess he's won this tournament like five years running. So well. like, congrats on achieving that sort of feat. <laughs> just like across the, as much as the game has changed in the last five years, yeah. you keep finding something to bring that you can win this event. Well, so you continuously plays that. at the top level of the game. So, so yeah. Yeah. And if he's, and if it's your, if it's your local, like big yearly GT, then all right. Obviously. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, that is the stuff we got uh, dubbed for meta watch. So now we're going to go back to the after action report. So you went and played at the GW Tampa Open event yep. recently, right? Okay. Yep. So uh, can you just real quick recap your list? Sure. So I named this the Tampa 2 because Tony Dungy and football and stuff. <laughs> okay. I, 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 that's it's, it's not as cool as Hell Blasters, No Transports, but mm-hmm. it's it's my sense of humor. So let's see. We had Azrael. We had the Lieutenant with Combi Weapon with the Artificer Armor. We had the Lion. Uh, apothecary, Primaris Apothecary, Primaris Librarian with Bolter Discipline, 10 Assault Intercessors, Sergeant had a Thunderhammer and a Plasma Pistol, 10 Hellblasters, all with Plasma Pistols, which you can't do in the new Codex. That yeah, got changed when you look shame. at the data sheet, something to keep a, uh, your eye on. Uh, double Inceptors uh, with Plasma, Infiltrators, Hail Strike, Thunderstrike, Suppressor Squad, and Whirlwind. So lots of different bits and pieces in here. All the little pieces I've played with before, and I just kind of throw them all together. Although the one piece I wanted to try since you told me it was a lot of fun, and I can confirm it was a lot of fun, um, is that Azrael and Assault Intercessor combo. Uh, I will say the sustained hits on the Assault Intercessors wasn't as overwhelming as I thought it would be. And the 4-up Invuln, although it does provide some more survivability it doesn't stop the amount of dedicated firepower that was going into them once people saw what they did a couple times yeah uh for example uh i played a blood angels player and they i got the advanced intro- uh, this is a gladius so i didn't play yep. um uh, unforgiven. The, yeah. unforgiven but this is part of it was to get the extra sustained hits for the hell blasters and part of it. So I could do what I did against this one blood angels players, which is one of the highlights for the assault intercessors is advancing and charging and having Lance going into that brick of aggressors and then just picking up all the aggressors in one fight phase. The look on that blood angels face players was like, (laughs) uh, 
when those 10 guys went in there and just obliterated all of them. So that was fun. They also had a moment where I got, I forgot about the threat range of stuff in a land raider and Hellbrick Lieutenant and five sword brethren came out of a land raider and through a wall and killed all the assault intercessors. But I had enough command points to give them only in death does duty end. So they counter swung as a squad with Ezra with like two wounds or one wound left and killed everything but Holbrook with one wound. And I think the Lieutenant had like one wound or something like that. Okay. So Mm. there's, so there's enough heat in that squad that you can throw out a lot of dice, but like I ran into a squad of that, the chaos cultist blob with the, with the 20 guys with the dark commune. That's they're always bringing back guys and they're always doing this. And, just didn't have enough attacks to really chew Even them with the lion. Really? I barely had the ability to chew through all of that. Wow. Uh, and so, and then I running into some, I ran into a night list that just kind of pointed guns at them and they all died. Although they have enough damage to kill an armager by themselves. It's when the other two or three walk out from behind a building with uh, machine guns and yeah. the four up just isn't enough. So yeah. okay. I will suggest, I will say it's a lot of fun probably not going to take this to a uh, the assault intercessors to another large event like this Fair enough. Uh, although i still had the old oath so my opinion might change based on the fact that i'm not going to have reroll wounds all the time and then i kept forgetting that i had they have inherently on objectives there are a couple games where i'm like oh i should have remembered that i had that that would have been useful there uh, but they were fun now ezreal on himself i would bring all the time because with all these new stratagems in the new codex, he gives you that extra yeah, CP. It's that just opens so up good. I, I don't see how you can play, play without Asriel. Um, obviously some people have, and this list we just read out, but that extra CP every turn, right. Yep. Is like, if you're not playing something that's going to be all dedicated to vehicles, like Asriel is just an auto include. So like, now the, the, yeah, the one thing I want to try, cause I was, Theory crafting on the way back because it was a 16 hour car ride from Tampa back to Indiana. Oh, Lord. Oh, uh, <laughs> and for any of you biker people out there, we had to make a detour through North Carolina to go to ride the tail of the dragon, which is this 11 mile stretch of road up in the mountains over the Tennessee river that has 318 turns in those 11 miles. And every single, mm-hmm. almost every single one of those turns is like a hundred foot drop down into the river. So like, and there's no guardrails really. <laughs> There's, so there's one a... like that in Colorado called the Million Dollar Highway, uh, which in a lot of places seems like it was maybe a $920,000 job because they left out a lot of left out a lot of guardrails <laughs> over 700 foot of sky. Right. So, yeah. All right. Um, but uh, but yeah. what I thought with them here is this uh, command squad, the new command squad. I, at first, I saw that and I went, this doesn't seem that good. But then I thought about what if you put Ezreal in the new command squad? That's just the bare bones guys where it's got the Ancient, it's got the two Stern Guard, and the Company Champion. Well, you throw Azrael in there, now they all have a 4-up invul in which they have no access to any other way. And then the squad, once you put Azrael in there, the whole squad gets minus 1 to wound, because they're being led by a Chapter Master or Captain level character, and they're like 90 points. So you put, and then with the sword, between Azrael's sword and the Champion's sword, you're putting out 11 attacks before sustained hits that are enough to pick up a single marine model on their and, own. And they've got and they've got the the Ancients OC banner. Yep. And there's an Apothecary in there, right? They can they bring guys back. No, there's oh, not an Apothecary. No. But okay. you could add one if you wanted to. Right. 
Okay. Um, yeah, interesting. Uh, what do you see the role of that unit as? Like, is it a, it's not a trade piece, right? Or is it like just like a bumper or you, so you use an impulsor and like move up and jump out and go do something or? Basically, the way I looked at it is that it's a cheap way to if I'm if I'm not looking at Ezreal something I like I don't have a big blob of Hellblasters or something that I want to put him in. This is a way for me to put him on the board where he's very durable and hard to kill, like like snipe out with snipe uh, with like indirect fire or anything. He can back. You just kind of go here's this little thing that sits here and makes command points for me, and. If I have to make a last ditch push on something, there's enough attacks in there that if a weakened character or a weakened squad of some kind, they mm. have enough oomph between the champion and Ezreal to pick it up. So that's sort of how I look at it as a way in lists where I'm not running giant blobs of hell blasters because I'm trying to do something else. And because that to me, that's the natural home for Ezreal is 10 hell blasters. If I don't have that in a list, which I've built a couple lists where it's not there because I'm trying to, I'm finding that killing power somewhere else. This is how I'd slot him into the list so that I had the command point. So like one of these Iron Storm lists that really yeah. lean into vehicles, but you still want to bring Azrael, right, to right. to get the CP generation, right? So Azrael plus this unit is under 200 points total out the door, right? And they can sit yeah. and hold an objective with a four-up in save. Maybe they're in cover and they're minus one to wound. And they're just going to sit there and pop you a CP every turn. And if you come close to them, they're going to hurt you badly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's something to that. Right. Um, I've probably have one. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to get one. Right. Um, My, so here's, here's how I'm going to do it. I got stern guard from the Leviathan box, which the vet company vets in that box are just two stern guard. And I've got a blade guard ancient that I need to finish painting that I like really dark angels of mm -hmm. So there's the ancient and I have a blade guard veteran that doesn't have a shield that's got a sword and a pistol and he's doing the whole like come at me bro pose and i'm just got and he's got a hood so i'm going to make him the company champion and then just okay. throw Ezreal in there and so it's okay. good to go so hey i look through your collection that's a cool opportunity yeah you're right that's a cool opportunity to do the the kit brash like come up with stuff so yeah all right neat um okay so you talked about Azrael. we talked about that all right so your combo up lieutenant how does your understanding of this unit change throughout the tournament so I like so I liked this guy. I wouldn't say he's like a super MVP or anything, but I liked how getting a lot of games in with him, I realized that there's so much more that he can do than just puppy guard the lion the way that I originally planned him to be. Uh, I did that a couple games and realized that kind of other stuff was always near the lion, and so he was kind of already guarded to begin with. Like mm -hmm. I was usually kind of near the hell blasters or near the assault intercessors. Uh, because one was going to counter charge whatever the other thing charged and then got counter charged. So they were always just kind of there kind of waiting to go in together. And so I ended up sticking this guy out on a flank a lot of times to sort of screen out a flank. Uh, or I went into a game with the Knights player. I stuck him over in a corner, used him to infiltrate and he basically ran, played ring around the Rosie with two armagers for a couple of turns that could have been off you know, massacring the rest of my army, but instead they were running around a building trying to get to my lieutenant that they couldn't target because as soon as they got close to him, he'd move away from them and move to the other side of the building where they couldn't target him or see him. Yeah. So this, I, I think I'm agreeing with you here. This guy um, is going to feature heavily in, in a lot of lists, I think just for his action utility. Um, 
you know, he can score. Um, what is that one mission where you have to like uh, empower or like sites of power, right? You know, oh, his character yeah. can go empower, right? Uh, he can get, you know, he can just move across the board, do stuff, right? Uh, yeah. And and he can sit on if you're light on units that can sit on objectives and score them. This guy can do that, right? And with yep. the new version of his. Uh, priority objective role. There's one of the only ways that you can get uh, an army-wide wound reroll, right? So he just say, that objective is going to be important. Everyone's going to reroll ones to wound on that, right? And if you're canny with what you put on that, it can be a real big deal. So you're going to have to have a game plan for how where your guys are, are going to move and where you think the conflict is going to occur. But uh, it's it's he's been real important for me for the last couple of games I've played. Just mostly in that role. So yep, yeah, he's he's fun, and the movement shenanigans is also fun. So just to keep things simple on the lion, I just wrote killed Magnus. Enough said. <laughs> As uh, was foretold in the prophecies. Yeah. So I went I went one and seven, and so in the one game I won, it was because part one of the big the big shining moment is turn one. Magnus came into the middle of the board on an objective to try and kill, to like snipe out the lion with one of his spells and it didn't work. And then on my turn, I went assault doctrine advanced in charge after I had, I had the hell blasters dump into Magnus and then I advanced in charge with the lion and gave him Lance and then went bye bye Magnus. Hmm. And the guy was like, that's the fastest Magnus has died, but that's also the coolest way that he's died this entire tournament. And I'm not even mad about it. (laughs) Fratricide. So, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head right now, but that guy was pretty cool. was really chill. And like, cause I ended up just, it was like 91 to like 40 something. I mean, I absolutely slapped him, but he was having a really good time and sort of enjoying the, the fluff of the battle. We, cause nice. we had the two brothers fight and then his terminators came out and killed the lion and just kind of had a big, actually, no, that's not what happened. I, the lion kind of ran around and killed a bunch of stuff. He also had a uh, vortex, Mutalix vortex beast, which was very well painted. That was, and that was chasing the lieutenant around a little bit too. That happened in that game. Uh, but the thing I will t- warn people about with the lion is with the change to dev wounds. Anything that has dev wounds is just going to pick him up. He's only oh, got yeah. ten wounds, we, and we if this. something can spit out a lot of dev wounds, it's that's where he died. Any game I lost him, it was because somebody had access to dev wounds and they just bypassed everything. They bypassed the minus one to wound. They bypassed the three up in vuln. They bypassed the high toughness. And you're just like, well, I guess he's dead. Yep. So he is, he can be hard to kill. He can tank shock, take a lot of tank fire. I, there was one game against guard where he charged into two chimeras. I forgot he could tank shock because he's a monster. Uh, I also forgot that. Uh, the entire game but what was fun is that there was an objective off in a corner and the lion went over there by himself and basically spent the entire game fighting two different chimeras about 30 guardsmen an entire heavy weapons team and a tank and like by himself held up that entire side of the board Mm. uh and didn't die that guy was kind of fluffled (laughs) by that but i I was like you know what it was he's a primark so anyway that's what they do Definitely want to try him in a Vanguard detachment. I have a list called Crouching or Hidden Angel or Crouching Angel Hidden Dragon or Hidden Lion, and that's I'm going to try him out in there because we talked about last month. I want to use Surgical Strikes with him and see how that goes. And having an army where like basically everything has minus one to hit and cover and a lot of blown op options, definitely going to try out the lion in that. 
Uh, we did the Apothecary, the Librarian, uh, in the Hellblasters. It did what I thought it would do. I'm not really sure it's worth it. I'd rather just run Azrael with the Hellblasters than have the Librarian in there, which, again, then frees me up to run different detachments because otherwise I'm kind of stuck running Gladius to try and yeah. get the Bolter Discipline in there. Yeah. So that was, that's sort of my experience there. I tried a lot of the spell powers and the Plink damage with the Smite and stuff, but... I'm not as cool as Ezreal and Hellblasters, so I definitely go with that. Uh, Hellblasters. So you, ran, the, so you ran the Apothecary uh, with with the and the Librarian with the Hellblasters, so you're bringing yes. one back every turn. Yep. Okay. Do they just still die too fast? Yep. They still even mm -hmm. with the four up invuln from the Primaris Librarian, they die too fast either to themselves or. Okay. Um, or, you know, something with dedicated shooting is like, ooh, that's really shooty. Let's go kill that. And um, and it just happens. However, one thing I want to try them in the Death Storm detachment going forward in a Pulsar, so you get five of them in there so they can pop out, get plus one to hit, and then you can also give them plus one to wound because they, if they target the closest enemy unit. So you can... So oh, I think, yeah, the, and they get the extra st yeah. strength, so I think that'll be fun. Firestorm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so okay. that's a situation where, like, if I'm running that combo, I'm going to put Ezreal in the command squad and put it on my backboard because the Hellblasters are in a tank doing, mm. you know, okay. um, drive-bys and stuff where you don't want Ezreal in the tank. If he's in the tank, he's not giving you CP, so he has yeah. to be on the board. I've been thinking, to be honest, like, what if you did that and just like, hey, you know, I'm going to take Ezreal out of the tank on turn two. So turn one, maybe you just plan on discarding an objective at the end of the turn. Also true. Um, I mean, that's kind of risky, but, uh, I don't know. So, hmm. I'll see. So then, uh, I went to the Inceptors, and they were fun for behind enemy lines, deploying teleport homers, investigate signals. I got a four-corner investigate signals off for the first time, and th them being able to deep strike within three inches is fun. A uh, big key with them is when you deep strike them, don't forget to shoot them. I played a guard player, deep struck in, got my behind enemy line points, and then moved on to my charge phase. Oops. <laughs> and they then proceeded to get shot at by the entire backboard of the guard, and that ended up kind of being a big swing in that game because this, I then had to come back in later with my intercessors and kill what was there. Uh, the other thing I, I remind people, this is kind of a side note, is ask your opponents what units are in their army that they can bring back because I spent a lot of time playing guard, two different guard players and this one chaos player watching the stuff I killed come back every game, every turn. And basically everything I did every turn didn't matter because whatever it is I killed came back yeah. with a stratagem. So <laughs> either you find a way to kill two things a turn that they can use that, that stratagem on. So that way they are actually going to lose models um, or find a way to get over and around the chaff and get to the stuff that matters because that got to be very frustrating. And I kept, and I played it like back to back to back. And I'm like, man, I'm tired of just not getting to enjoy, like enjoy the game in a way where I like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. If that makes sense. It's, it's really like, easy to, mind. you know, kill stuff if you just get it back. Right. It's like, yeah. oh, well, okay. If they're a uh, strategic reserves or come back next turn, God, yeah. send in the next wave. Yep, and then uh, and then also uh, there was a game where I did uh, the behind enemy lines, <laughs> and I supercharged, and then I rolled my hazard check, and I rolled three ones. 
so they all died and then because oh, i no. went from one unit to two i got little behind enemy lines so that can happen it happened to me so watch out <laughs> um, do you really need to overcharge against guard though that was against something they had big okay. stuff i feel okay. like it was chaos of some kind yeah, Fair I think enough. it was the Thousand Suns player because I was trying to kill like Terminators or something. There was something big in the back and I was trying to kill it and I had to supercharge. Uh, All right. And that happened. It was embarrassing. Uh, Infiltrator Squad, they did what they do without the Phobos Librarian, which I've been like, oh, I have to have the Phobos Librarian or I can't play the game, Good which enough. also notes the fact that the Chaos guy was very impressed, the Thousand Suns player that I had, Azrael, I had the lion and then I was using my cypher as my librarian. And he's like, what you have cypher, the lion and Azrael all on the same list. I'm like, yeah, I do. I did that. It's a thing. <laughs> uh, but these guys, they did their job. If you hide them correctly and use the train board correctly, uh, you don't need to have the Phobos librarian, although it's just fun to have that Phobos librarian. I didn't run into any of those Eldar, like infinitely silly night spinner madness where I would have really liked to have the librarian. So, uh, but I'm still going to take infiltrators. It's a mainstay. You you just got to have I'm, them. I really useful. I really want to find a way to get them in my list because I think against things like demons and stuff that does deep strike yeah. and, and and gene stealer cult gene stealer cults uh, they're really important into like three or four matchups. And even without that, right? They're just they're really they're good. It's just uh, yeah, finding it's so hard to find like ways to get stuff in the lists with the fixed yep. price pointing. Yeah. So, okay. Well, and then, uh, and then the Calidus, if you're running into a lot of Imperial lists with that little 25 millimeter base that they're trying to get in your backfield, yeah. these guys will help you a lot more than the normal rules. Uh, had a, a hail strike. Didn't really get to take advantage of the extra AP and feels kind of situational to me going forward. It'll depend on what's in the list and what I feel like I might need the extra AP for. Thunderstrike uh, sometimes was overly good. Like it would spike. I got pretty lucky a couple times, and like I get all three hits, all three wounds. They'd fail two say uh, one or two saves, and then I would just roll max damage and just like auto blow up the armager or the light tank or whatever it was. I was trying to set up to shoot with my hell blasters, and I'm like, oh, that was unexpected. Now my buff isn't where it needs to be. That's uh, a, I've, I've never considered. I've never considered splitting it shooting. Um, and so that would that does does how the way the wording on that works can you do that? Yeah, because like, it says does it's, one of the it. things it hit you're allowed to give the buff to. You can't give it to both things. You can give it to one of the things that it's hit. And that happened. Oh, hit by one, in, select one enemy monster vehicle hit by one or more of the yep. vehicles attacks. Okay. Right. And that happened because I was playing a the knights player that had one big knight, and then the rest were all little knights. And basically I came out on my turn two and pulled it, put everything out in the open and went, all right, I need to kill like three or four of these things right now, or I'm out of the game. And I killed like two because yeah. I didn't get my plus one to wound off on one of them. But that was the turn where like the lion went into the big knight and crumped him real good. The assault intercessors crumped an armager, uh, the hell strike killed an armager and I mean, I just went nuts and just, I'm like, I either have to kill everything now or I lose now. Yeah. And I lost now. It's the way okay. it is. Uh, 
but it was a good time. But yeah, I just feel going forward, Thunder Strikes are just going to, even though they got a points increase, they're just, they do so much for you. And you, they have the option, like if you don't have a lot of terrain on your board, don't forget they Deep Strike. That's something people forget. They mm-hmm. have deep, all the new land speeders have deep strike, and that's and that'll and help think, you in matchups where people got a lot of long range. I think with the thunder strike, especially, a lot of people are very familiar with that plus one to wound, and so keeping the thunder yep. strike in reserve. If you like, if you if you're looking at your board and like I don't know where I keep this guy safe, putting him in reserve is actually a pretty good play, right? Because that way at least you're going to be able to get to to do his thing on turn two, right? So maybe you spend turn one setting up for the for the turn two alpha strike, right? Uh, okay. suppressors i brought them back out basically because i didn't have room for more info there was something else i couldn't get them in but i'm i've had them i had fun killing cultists and guardsmen with them uh and then i guess the one big play was because they have the 10 inch move in one of the the last game or the last two games where i had investigate signals pop up i had them sort of over in a corner behind a building where it was very easy for them to just go 10 inches, I'm in the corner, investigate. All right, on my next turn, pop back into cover. Or And having that extra 10-inch movement, just having a small, cheap, fast-moving jump pack unit is nice. Uh, what they're probably going to get replaced with now going forward, though, are the uh, the new jump pack assault intercessors because I'm going to start putting the smash captain in like every single one of my lists. Hmm. And he's going to have a bodyguard of those. However, they are strength 8. They have a lot of shots uh, at Nate two or Nate one two damage. So in the firestorm going forward, I want to give them at least another try because being able to drop these guys in within twelve inches of something, and now all of a sudden they're strength nine, they should be able to really ruin a Chimera's day or something a Sentinel or something of that caliber's day without me having to put something expensive out like my Hell Blasters or Last Fusel eliminators or my thunder strike into it i can just be like yeah these guys can handle that or my inceptors i want my my inceptors to probably go after something a little bit chunkier so i'm hoping that that's kind of will be their role going forward and then the whirlwind it helped sat in the back uh it did some stuff i should have used it to tank shock hellbrick instead of using trying to use azrael because azrael died in a uh to holbrick shout in my last game and that was enough of a point swing when it came to primaries that it was no good. Mm. However, uh, it and a hail strike have more OC than a land raider, so that's important to know. That that scored me some primary uh, one turn. Uh, and as we saw in the list earlier, if you're gonna run a whirlwind, you're probably just gonna have to go. You gotta commit, and, yeah, because like yeah. especially that ways to ignore. Look now, the that iron storm where everything gets heavy. No, no, sorry, that it's the anvil siege force where everything gets heavy. Yeah. Right. Um, that could be interesting because yeah. now they, yeah, they're going to hit on threes if they don't move, which is they're not going to move. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so like, or in things like, uh, Necrons, right? You can just pick the re- the, the can of tech reanimator and be like, that's going to die. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So my overall, go do these. They're fun. It's nice to have the, the all these games at once. So as you build, it's like as you go, oh, I forgot to do this last game. You can kind of build and build and build. So that by the last couple games, if you're not completely tired, uh, 
you are able to actually kind of play your list the way it's intended to be because you've had to remember or go back and look at rules and you know something you forgot to do is cost you points and cost you a game and now you're like i'm not going to make that mistake again so highly recommend playing some of these bigger multi-round multi-day events outside of like an rtt or even a gt like having that third day uh definitely helped me play a lot better and come away with some better thoughts uh, than if I'd played just the two days. Well, we don't have any of those out here, but we do have a two-day GT coming up next weekend, right? Uh, Let's go. So you want to hear, here's what I'm planning on. Yes. Right? So this is very similar to the list I've been talking about. I made a couple of changes. Uh, so I, so let's just run down the list real quick. So I've got a Biologus Apothecary with Fire Discipline. Obviously, it's Gladiator Detachment. Uh, Azrael, yep. Terminator Captain. Probably going to give him the Relic Blade, not the Fist just because I have a really cool model with the Relic Blade. Nice. Even though I kind of like the Fist profile better, but really cool, right? Um, then I've got a Lieutenant with a Combi Weapon. Then I've got the Aggressor Squad. I'm only going to put five of them, though, right? It's not six, because I don't have a Land Raider Redeemer to put them in. I've got a Land Raider, right? Uh, so gotcha. five of them plus the Apothecary goes into a Land Raider, right? Uh, the Ballista Dreadnought. The 10 Deathwing Knights, as is required. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then Hellblaster Squad, Land Raider, 10 Hellblasters, a Land Raider, a Thunderstrike. Then um, I've got a, uh, a couple options here. I can go with a Gladiator Lancer, or I could drop the Lancer for a Kalidus and uh, three Eliminators. And I'm kind of leaning towards the Kalidus and the Eliminators, because the Lancer, like, shoots and it does some damage, but, like, the things that are what I think are going to make me more consistent on winning games is more action pieces. So I kind of think I'm going to go Kalidus and Eliminator. What and do the, you then, think? So I saw some, some of my teammates that went with me. Uh, one of them played the multi-Lancer list, and I feel like that's probably where I'd lean against being a Lancer because you only have one. And yeah. people know what it does, and people. It's just going to get yeah. It's not survivable. It's going to get yeah. zorched, right? Um, so the land raider and the ballistas at least have two up saves, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's just going to get zorched, right? Uh, and that's been the case. Like as soon as someone shoots at it, with, like looks at it with something real, it's gone. Um, yeah. So and that's. But that being said, hey, I've got here's ten deathwing knights. You see them? They're in your face, like. Like, yeah. hey, what's up? That's the way to do it. Oh my god, that unit is just so good. It walked through an entire orc army almost by itself, right? Like he oh, charged, wow. like he charged me with a a big unit of uh, bikes and um, you know, a, a orc knocker, ding donger, whatever the hell the name of the thing is, right? But some character, and they just like he charged me and just went killed them, right? They walked over. Walked into two other units of orcs, killed all them, right? Just walked through everything they touched, just died, right? Um, and then I played against Tau a couple weeks ago, uh, and it was the same thing, right? Just everything they touch is just gone, right? And the Tau player, I was playing against one of the better guys at our store, and he's like, I brought these two giant units of crisis bombs with plasma specifically for anti Deathwing Knight, and it still didn't matter. They started in the middle of the board, they walked in the middle, scored primary scored to teleport homers and just like I, I drew capture enemy outpost on, on like turn two. It's like, you know what? 
I can get that. And they just <laughs> walked Oh, yeah. Just walked in, just goom. <laughs> just walked, like, nut busted the door, grabbed Shadow Sun by her stupid face. And just... Anyway, we're here. Um, yeah, I love it. So I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm into that unit. Like, I see a lot of posts on, like, the Dark Angel Facebook pages about, what's the size? Five or ten? Ten, y'all. Ten. Ten. You've got to take ten. Five is not enough. Because ten of those guys feels like overkill, but I'm telling you, once you drop down to two or three of them, they fall below critical mass uh, to get to, to be really reliable. Right. right? Um, but ten of them, dear God. There's, they just absorb damage, right? Make sure you keep them in cover, throw armor contempt on them. Like, so they're, they're tanking AP2 stuff on a two up save, right? Minus one damage, just, and, yep. Oh my lord. And, um, with the, uh, with the captain in that squad, right? So they're, the honor of the chapter is a battle tactic and it's free, right? Yep. Good gravy. It's nuts. Um, so yeah, I, I I've got to finalize my list uh, Tuesday because the and this is Sunday afternoon for me, night for you. So I'm, I'm I haven't had an opportunity.